my name is Stephanie. I'm from Starshine Academy and I'm in the seventh grade. We're asking for you to help us go on an educational trip to Honolulu, Hawaii. The reason we want to go to Hawaii is because we're planning to attend classes with students in the fifth, sixth, and seventh grades just like us. We want to see how students learn how teachers teach in Honolulu. We would also like to learn about Hawaii's culture and history. Another reason we want to go is because we would like to experience different people, lands, animals, food, etc. We're asking if you could please help us with airplane tickets, food, accommodations, and transportation. The trip to Honolulu, Hawaii will affect me because it will be an experience I will never forget. And I will be teaching my family about Hawaii. The trip will affect my family because my whole family will ask me questions about Honolulu and everyone will look up to me. Please send your donations to www.starshineacademy.org. Thank you so much. Hi, this is Maddie Rose, host of The Fame Game, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for Lauren Spirer. She is 20 years old and went missing from Bloomington, Indiana, June 3rd, 2011 at 4.30 a.m. She is Caucasian, 4'11", 95 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. She was wearing a white tank top, a white button-down shirt, and full-length black spandex pants. If you know of Lauren's whereabouts, please contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline, 1-800-THE-LOST or 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Lauren, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Jacob Lattimore with a question from my fans on Voice America Kids. Do you have what it takes to be America's next young superstar? If you're the age of between 8 and 12 years old, then step up to the microphone. You could win $25,000 in cash, a recording contract, and a scholarship. So make sure you get your parents' permission first, then go to www.stepuptothemicrophone.com to enter. Peace. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we will be talking with Katie Zeef, who plays Zoe on the children's show Little Angels. Plus, we will be reviewing the 1972 Lorax film, and we will be talking with Juliana Noon and Talia Rashba, who are the winners of the 2012 Kids First Film Critic Search competition. So to start off the show, we will be talking with Katie, who plays Zoe on the adorable children's show, Little Angels. And we are very pleased to have you on the show with us, Katie. So how are you doing today? I'm doing fine, thank you. Awesome. So why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? Um, what, where, how old are you? Where do you live? You know, tell us a little bit about some of your hobbies. Um, I'm eight. And I'm in third grade, and I really like art, mm -hmm. and I like fashion, and in class, I really like math, awesome. and I like 
learning about the history. Mm -hmm. And what sort of things do you like to do, you know, when you're not in school and when you're not recording the little angels? Um, I like to jump on my trampoline in my backyard, <laughs> and I like to have playdates with my friends and go to the park, and I like to go to the Grove a lot. Awesome. That's really cool. I have a trampoline in my backyard, too, and I jump on it a lot, so that's something we have in common. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about your character, Zoe, on The Little Angels? Um, Zoe's four, and she has a twin brother, Alex, and she... Yep, mm -hmm. that's... Um, That's pretty much it. So I do you have any siblings? I don't. You don't have any siblings. No. Um, so what is, you know, the best part of recording The Little Angels? Um, the best part about recording Little Angels is probably... Um, having fun. It's really fun. And um, I like, um, yeah, it's just really fun. To, it's really fun. Yeah. What's the most fun about it? Like, what do you enjoy the most? Do you enjoy um, uh, seeing the film? I mean, seeing the episode when it's done? Or do you enjoy being in the recording booth? Like, what's the best part of it? I enjoy being in the recording booth. And I love to act. So, um yeah, it just, it's really exciting. It sounds really exciting. I think that would be very fun to, you know, be in your position and be voicing a cute little character. Um, so okay. could you tell me also, like, do you, you said do you like acting. So do you also like acting on stage? Have you been in any theater performances? Um, I've been in school plays, but not really professional plays that I usually do voiceovers. That's awesome. So have you worked in any other voiceover films? Um, I worked in, I was a couple characters in a Nickelodeon show called Olivia. Oh, that's fun. I've seen that show. My little brother loves that show. And... And I've played an English, like, creature, I think it was, like, a bear. Mm-hmm. And um, that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I've been acting since I was, like, five years old in theater productions and things like that. So I can also relate to you on that level of loving acting. And I also think it's really cool that you've done voiceovers for different things, and that's very exciting. Well, thank so what's you. the most oh you're welcome so what's the most challenging part of um recording little angels or doing any other voiceovers that you might do um i don't really think there is a challenging part it's not oh yeah um um i'm not really good at laughing fake <laughs> laughing i have to really laugh yeah I think fake laughing for me is sort of challenging too. But if I think of something that's really funny and I, you know, I have a lot of really funny friends, so I can, I think I can pull off a fake laugh pretty good. <laughs> but that's cool that that's sort of like the only really challenging thing. It seems like you really love what you're doing. And, you know, when you love what you're doing, it's not 
it's not really, you know, work. It's just having fun. Mm-hmm. Um, also, when I started Little, Little Angels, um, I was seven. I just turned seven, and I was learning how to read, so that was kind of hard. But now it's much easier. Oh, yeah, I think that would be a challenging, too, if you're just learning how to read and then you're recording as well. That would be sort of be, like, a little bit bombarding and, like, a little bit um, overwhelming a little bit, I think. You're yep. listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are talking with Katie, who plays Zoe on the show Little Angels, and we will also be reviewing the original Lorax film. Plus, we will be talking with Juliana and Talia, who is who are the 2012 Kids First film critics. So right now we're talking with Katie, who plays Zoe on Little Angels. And she was just telling me about, you know, some of the challenges of recording and also how much fun it is and that she loves it so much. So, you know, you're still very young. You're only eight years old. So what do you want to do when you get more old, when you get older? Um, I'd like to be an actress. And I'd like to be, um, I'm really into art. Like I said, I, I want to be an artist. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure. I have lost my ears, but. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have such a big road ahead of you. But um, to talk a little bit about the art, what kind of art do you like doing? Do you like painting, drawing? You know, what, what do you really... like best? I really like any art. I love painting. Um, I love the most, um, the thing that I really like about art is the materials. I mean, if you really think about it, like colored pencils, it's a pencil, but colored, like markers and crayons is just so interesting if you really think about it. It is very interesting if you think about it. I've never actually, you know, thought about it that deeply, but now that you mention it, it's like, yeah, wow, that is very interesting. Mm-hmm. So how do you balance, you know, your school life and your, your daily life and hanging out with friends and family with recording and doing voiceovers? Oh, well, I usually do it after school or on a weekend. And how often are you in the recording booth? Um... Not a lot. Not too often. Well, that's good because then you still have, you know, a lot of opportunities to hang out with your friends and family and still have that fun experience since you're so young. So, Katie, do you relate to your character in any way? Um, well, um, I don't have a brother, but she, um, she really takes care of her brother and I don't have a brother, but um, I take care of my friends because she's always watching out for Alex, the brother, and um, I like to watch out for my friends. Mm-hmm. So speaking of your friends, what do your friends and family think of you doing voiceovers for this show? Um, they're really proud of me, and I'm really proud of myself, and they're very, very actually interested in watching the show not mm-hmm. just because I'm on it mm-hmm. well I mean you should be very proud of yourself I've seen several of the episodes and you do a fantastic job as voicing Zoe and um, I have a little brother who's I mean he's a bit younger than you 
And so the show is, you know, a bit young for him, but he actually really enjoyed watching it and he was laughing at it and, you know, learning from it. And I think it's really fantastic. Thank so you. do you, oh, no problem. Yeah, he really, he really just enjoyed the whole thing. And he watched, um, he watched several of the episodes. So that was very cool to see him so intrigued and involved in the, in the shows. So do you have a favorite angel that is in um, the TV series? Um, well, I really like Michael because he's um, one of the leader angels. And I like Michael, and I like, um, yeah, I really like all the angels, but I just really like Michael. Mm -hmm. So what was it like working with um, the cast and crew that helped you record the show? And, you know, what was it like working with Roma Downey? Um, well, actually, I didn't work with her. I didn't meet her mm -hmm. um, until recently. Um... Because I recorded separately. I didn't mm -hmm. meet her for, I just met her like a couple weeks ago. Well, that's awesome. Well, it sounds like you have such a fantastic job and you have such a great career and such a fantastic road ahead of you. And I really appreciate you being on the show with us. I hope all of our listeners will go out and watch the educational children's show, Little Angels, because it's very fascinating and very intriguing. And Katie does a fantastic job. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. 
The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. So I have with me Mackay Weber-Colvin, who is one of the Kids First film critics, and we will be reviewing the original Lorax, which is very awesome, and it's really cool because the new 2012 Lorax is coming up, starring Zac Efron and Taylor Swift, and I'm very excited to go see that. It looks fantastic. So Mackay, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Raven. How are you? I'm doing well. So why don't you tell us a little bit about this original Dr. Seuss film? Well, this film, it isn't the new Lorax, just to warn you. It's an older Lorax, and um, um, it looks kind of hand-drawn, and I really like the way they did that animation. It isn't so shiny. It looks very hand-drawn, like it's actually coming out of the books. And they have a lot of songs in this film, like very fun little short songs you can catch on to really quick. But um, to say what's it a little bit about, it's it's about this man that goes on um goes on a drive one day in his cart drawn by a horse, and then um then he sees these wonderful trees in this wonderful land and he sees these trees and he's like i could make something out of this i could make a business and then he decides to chop down one of the trees and out pops the lorax and the lorax is this little fuzzy orange creature and he speaks for the trees mm-hmm. and um the trees can't talk and they they can't say and they can't move and they can't tell you anyhow so the lorax here is here to speak for the trees And he's trying to ask this one slur that went into this beautiful land to cut down the trees to stop because it's going to ruin the land. And eventually he's creating everything and he calls up his uncles and aunts and cousins and they create a company and towns and everything starts getting bigger and smoke's going in the air. And um, there's all these creatures that live around these trees and they need to live around these trees because they're basically what they live off of. And so there's barbaloots and they need their fruits. But um, since the trees are dying, they can't eat the fruits anymore. And then there's swanee swans, but the sky is too smoky so they can't fly anymore. And then there's fish, but all this muck is going to the pond so they can't, um, they can't swim anymore. And so what the Lorax is clearly trying to say is um, stand back, the trees need to grow. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, so just to add a little bit onto that, yes, it is about a once that comes and he makes these things called thneeds. It's like 
needs, but with a TH in front of it. It's very yeah. funny. <laughs> yes. And um, I thought the cinematography was fantastic, just like you said. It is really cool because, um, you know, it shows the drawings just like that are in the Dr. Seuss books. And I love all of the Dr. Seuss books. Yeah. So it's sort of cool to see like how that comes to life. Yeah, and then I also turning through the pages of the book. Mm -hmm. And then I also think that it's really cool to be able to see the world like through Dr. Seuss's eyes. And it's like such a creative world. It's so cool to see the barbalutes and the fish and the swanny swans and um, the truffula trees. I think that's very cool. And what, something that I really like about this story is that it's very short. It's a musical. It runs 25 minutes long, I think. So, I mean, it's something very easy to watch. Um, and I suggest yeah. it for all ages. And something that's really cool about it is it shows from the beginning of the film, it shows sort of this rundown area. There's nothing left. I mean, it's not very pleasant to see. And then it's like, well, this is what it used to be, you know, back in the past. And it shows this beautiful land. It's very I know, wonderful. with all these colorful trees. But um, I think the story is like really showing like you can't take down all the trees and be so greedy and not share them and let some grow so they can regrow and um, it's easier to live for everyone and they don't have to move away. Yeah, it shows the rapid destruction of uh, greed and what it does to the land. And it really tells you, um, you know, love the environment, care for our earth. You know, we need to be here and protecting the earth and taking care of it. And like I said, the film is very short, but it just shows how rapidly the progression of putting up the once towns and building the factories and um, making all of the needs and like all of the stuff. It's just crazy how fast it goes by. And yeah. the entire time, the Lorax is like, no, this needs to stop. This needs to stop. Yeah. But then the ones he, are still greedy. He doesn't greedy. quit at one point. He keeps on speaking for the trees until the very end. Absolutely. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are reviewing the original Lorax film, and we will be talking with Juliana and Talia, one of the 2012 film critics who won the 2012 film critic search campaign. And we will also be talking with Blake Hawes, who is another one of the film critic winners. So right now we're talking about the Lorax, and I have with me Mikhail Weber Colvin. And she was just telling me, and we were just discussing, you know, a little bit about the plot and how it really speaks for the environment, just like the Lorax speaks for the trees. So Mikhail, why don't you tell me a little bit about the music that's in this film and what you think of it? Well, in this film, there's very short little songs that you can catch on to. And um, it's kind of, sometimes it's not a song, but it's like parts from the book that they made into songs. Like um, in the very beginning, they're like in the small end of town where the grickle grass grows. And it goes on and on. But it's not so long. So little children, they could go around singing it too. And like one of my favorite songs in this was um, Barbaloot Suits. Mm -hmm. And it shows these little barbaloots, and they're jumping around in their barbaloot suits, and they're eating fruit. And, and it's just like, barbaloot suits, barbaloot suits. And finally, when it gets too overwhelmed, and the barbaloots have to leave, um, it shows, like, all of the barbaloots, and then the little song goes along, and it's, like, all sad, and they change the song a little bit. So I thought that was really cool. 
absolutely. Yeah, I was just going to say that's something that I really like in um, this film because all of the characters, like the Swanee Swans and the Barbaloots, which are like these little cute fuzzy bear type things, and um, the fish, they all sort of have their own little theme songs that go along with them, and they're very cheery. And then when slowly and slowly, one by one, they all start to leave and their theme songs get all sad and depressing and it's like, they can't be here anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was cool that the music showed, like, it once used to be so happy and so lively, and then all of a sudden, it's, you know, gone. Yeah. And then I think probably my favorite scene and my favorite song would be when the onceler is talking to himself, and he's sort of like, you know, I'm doing a bad thing, I'm doing a wrong thing, why am I doing this? And then he's like, no, yeah, I need to make money, like, if I don't do this, then somebody else will, you know, so yeah. why don't I just if do I- it? If I didn't do this, well, then someone else would. So why don't I be the person who makes all the money and get gets all the greed? Absolutely. And, like, it um, shows this version of the Wensler again, and they're talking to himself. And I think we all think that way sometimes. Like, am I doing a bad thing? And sometimes you agree with yourself, and you're like, no, I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he sort of goes through that. He, he like envisions himself sitting in a chair next to him. Something that I also think is very cool about the Wonser is that like you just see his like green glove hands, which is kind of yeah, cool that was really him. cool. And his uncles and aunts, they all have the green hands. Mm-hmm. And at one time you see the their like tummies or something, but otherwise you just see their hands. And sometimes it lets your imagination go, like. What does the one sort of look like? And you imagine what he looks like in your brain. Absolutely. It really sort of leaves this gap of mystery and it sort of gives the Wunzler a deeper character because you're like, who is this person? What is he doing? Why is he doing this? Like, it doesn't really give you an answer. It lets you think of it for yourself. And then at the very end, the Wunzler tries to like go back on what he's done, but I don't want to give anything away. So you'll just have to watch it to see. And something that's really cool is that um, the Lorax, you know, like I said, the new version is coming out. It looks very good. It's animated. And it looks fantastic. But um, this film is actually, the original Lorax is coming out in the um, deluxe edition package. And it has an ultraviolet copy of the film. So you can live stream it wherever you go and watch it wherever you go, which I suggest because this film is fantastic. It's a classic and it's great entertainment. Yeah, it came with special features, um, portfolio pock of his magic piano, and mm-hmm. the Butter Battle book. And I happened to watch those because I was bored, and I was like, how did I watch those? And they're very good short little um, films, and one's like about this lonely kid who's an outcast, and then um, a, pian- a magic piano comes to him to lift him away. And he goes around in this magic magic piano. He's like, this is great. This is great. But the people in the town, he's like ruining their town. He's going to all these different places. And then finally he gets lost. And everybody's worried. And then there, um, the Butter Battle book is about two sides. And it's a very, very funny story. Because they're against each other. Because one spreads their butter on their toast up. And one spreads their butter on their toast down. And so... They think that's so evil, and what's going to happen? So they go on these battles against each other. And <laughs> have you ever yeah. heard of a cliffhanger? Yes, I have. This this like definitely has a lot of Like, you, like, what's happened? Um, the Butter Battle book, at the very end, it kind of leaves you on a cliffhanger, and you get to kind of decide in your own mind which side wins. Absolutely. I love that. The Butter Battle is probably one of my favorite Dr. Seuss books. 
Well, it looks like we're out of time, but be sure to go get the original Lorax Deluxe Edition package to watch it and get geared up for the new Lorax, which is coming out on March 2nd. So be sure to go catch that in theaters. Mackay, thanks for telling our listeners about this fantastic original Dr. Seuss film. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice of America Kids. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Jacob Lattimore with a question from my fans on Voice America Kids. Do you have what it takes to be America's next young superstar? If you're the ages between 8 and 12 years old, then step up to the microphone. You could win $25,000 in cash, a recording contract, and a scholarship. So make sure you get your parents' permission first, then go to www.stepuptothemicrophone.com to enter. Peace. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First Film Critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up.
Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. So right now, we have Juliana Noon, who recently won the 2012 Film Critic Search Contest, and she's now a new Kids First Film Critic. And we also have with us Blake Hawes, who is also another recent winner of the 2012 Search Campaign. And then we have Gabby and Mackay and myself, who are previous winners and we're just going to talk a little bit about what it's like to be a film critic with Juliana. So how are you today Juliana? Uh, Good how are you? I'm good and I hope everybody else is doing well as well. Okay so Juliana why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and you know some of your hobbies and what you like to do. Okay Um, I'm Juliana. I'm from Warwick, New York. I'm 11 and I like to do cheerleading, basketball, soccer, and swimming. That's awesome. So what's something um, unique about yourself that you think you can bring to being a Kids First Film critic? Um, I don't really know. You don't know? So what is the biggest thing that you hope to get out of being a film critic? Like what's um, one of the biggest things that you want to learn and improve on? Um, I think that I'll like learn a lot from it. So that would be helpful. Mm -hmm. I think um, probably the biggest thing that I've learned, I mean, I've been a film critic for a little over a year now and it has become such a huge part of my life. It's, you know, at first when I started being a film critic, I was like, yeah, I'll try it out. You know, I don't really, I didn't really want to be a film critic. I wanted to be an actress and I still do. But being a film critic is so great because it teaches you to look at media so critically instead of just like, oh yeah, this is good or oh, this is bad. And it really teaches you to look at it and really understand it on a deeper level, which actually makes, you know, watching movies and playing video games and things like that way more entertaining when you actually know more about them. And I also think being a film critic and, you know, meeting famous people and uh, filming yourself almost every week, you know, talking about films that the public can watch, that's a really big confidence booster for me. Um, so, Mikai, do you want to talk a little bit to Juliana about what you learned? Sure. Um, Juliana, um, I think being a kid's first film critic is really fun and entertaining, like Raven said, sort of. Um because you get to do all these different films and sometimes you get to do stuff that hasn't came out yet and you get to tell the public, well, I like this and I think you'd like it or I didn't like this and I'm not sure if you'd like it or I like this and I think younger kids would like it. So it's really fun and like if you have friends and stuff and they say, oh, I'm gonna go see this movie, you could say, oh, I've seen that, I really liked it or maybe you wouldn't like it so much. Mm -hmm. It's really awesome to be sharing your opinion Especially, you know, since we're kids and we're younger and our opinion isn't always necessarily heard. And it's great to be able to voice that opinion. Um, so, Gabby, do you want to tell Juliana a little bit about what you've learned in this past year? Yeah, I agree with you, Raven and Makai. I think um, being a Kids First film critic has been both educational and fun. Because um, from looking at a lot of movies and reviewing them, it really increases your film vocabulary and the way you view mu- view movies. And when you interview celebrities, it's a totally mind-blowing experience because that's something that you wouldn't have the chance to do if you weren't a film critic so yeah 
Absolutely. I think getting to interview celebrities is probably one of the biggest highlights of being a film critic. I mean, whether it's in person or on the red carpet or talking on the phone, interviewing them, it's so fantastic. It's like, oh my gosh, I've seen you on TV and now I'm talking to you. Like, that's so cool. And also, like Mikai was saying, being able to see films before they're released to the public is really cool. Like, I remember my friends were getting so excited about going to the midnight premiere of a movie. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I've seen that already. It was pretty good. And so I think that's kind of fun as well. Um, so, Blake, you are a very new film critic. I mean, you just started when Juliana did. But you've been on the radio show a couple times. And you've also had a very big assignment of going to the press junket of Journey 2. So why don't you tell Juliana a little bit about what that was like for you being your first, you know, really big assignment? Well, Juliana, that is an experience that cannot be missed. Um, what you just signed up for is is going to be great. I promise you that because I had an experience I cannot express with words. Just meeting all these amazing uh, people and like especially the stars themselves. I've I never met a celebrity before. I was in this contest and it was just incredible meeting, you know, somebody famous and like what Gabby and Raven were saying, it's, it's educational and it's fun. And I really love bragging to my friends about it, <laughs> telling them that I, I, I saw these people, right? Cause you see them everywhere. You, you see them places that you, you think you never see them. And then you go, Oh, I know that person. Yeah. It's, it's a really cool experience and I hope you enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You are listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devani, and today we are talking with Juliana and Talia about being the 2012 Film Critics Search Contest winners. So right now we're talking with Juliana Noon, who, and we're just telling her, you know, about what we've learned and about how great it is. And so, um, Juliana, what do you think uh, you're most looking forward to doing, whether it's reviewing films or meeting celebrities or going to films before their release? You know, what's, what are you most excited about? Um, I think I'm most excited about meeting the celebrities and seeing the movies. Mm-hmm. And why is that? Um, well, because it's not every day that you get to, like, meet a celebrity. Mm-hmm. And you get, like, so impatient when you have to wait for a movie to come out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with you. And I think it's really cool. You know, I'll just be like sitting and watching movies with my friends. Like I went to the Harry Potter press junket and I got to meet um, a lot of the cast that was in Harry Potter. So I'll be like watching movies or YouTube videos with interviews and, and footage of them. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I know that person. Or, well, I don't know that person, but I've met that person. My friends are like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. So I guess it is a bit of bragging, but it's also such an amazing experience that, like Blake said, you can't really describe the feeling when you meet someone or when you're reviewing a film it's just such a fantastic feeling um so juliana what sort of films do you like to watch i mean being a film critic you're going to end up watching so many films in so many different genres so you know what's your what's your preference um i like a lot of comedy movies mm-hmm. and some horror movies are okay <laughs> that's exactly how I am I love um, comedy I'm like a comedy addict but then also with horror films and suspense and thrillers I love watching them because unlike my friends like my friends will be watching horror films with me and they're like oh my god it's so scary and then I'm like looking at it so critically like the props and the fake blood and the costumes and all of that and like the editing so I'm looking at it so critically that hardly I don't like get scared from watching it so that's something that I like doing as well 
Um, so Gabby and Mackay, yeah, Gabby, you can go first. What sort of film genres do you like watching? And, you know, what's it like being able to see so many different genres as being a film critic? I agree with Juliana. I also like watching horror and comedy. Well, I actually like all genres. And um, from my experience as a kid's first film critic, I've been able to watch movies from all kinds of genres. So I think it's really interesting how I'm exposed to everything. And it gives me a broader perspective on movies in general and helps me view movies more critically in every kind of genre. Mm -hmm. And Mackay, being on the younger scale of the film critics, what sort of films do you like to review and watch? Well, I like all different kinds of films, of genres, and um, but my favorite one would probably have to be, like, I want to say animated, but that isn't really a genre. Um, but a lot of animated films, I like them because they're so colorful and you can really use your Im imagination with them because they could, in some of them, they can be whatever you want them to be. And mm -hmm. um, also, I really like comedies and um, just like you, I'm not sure if I'm a really big fan of horror movies, but some of them are, I like. And um, mm -hmm. But I like mostly all genres. And um, Kids First has shown me, like, every kind of genre can be good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, Mackay, animation is definitely a genre, and I love animation as well. And then, um, so Blake, you are, like I said before, a new film critic. And I remember when we did your first interview on the show just a couple of weeks ago, you like so many different genres of film. Um, so can you tell Juliana, you know, what it's like to review a film and what are the biggest aspects that you should include in your review? Well, one of the great things about reviewing a movie is watching the movie and you do a lot of things that people don't actually do on the watch movies is you watch it you watch a movie and you see it for what it is which not a lot of people can do like a lot of people can go into an action movie or and completely misjudge the whole movie just say it's a complete like waste of time and say but they won't really tell you why right but the great thing about going to uh, movies like these is you can watch them and then uh, you really watch them and you take in all this detail and what the movie is really about. And that's always been fun to see because all every movie is different, you know, in its own way. And it's just a really great experience seeing um, it differentiate from one another. Juliana, so much for being with us. We really uh, wish you the best and you're going to have such an amazing experience. It's going to be such a fantastic time. And thank you for being on the show with us. And, you know, you're in for such an amazing journey. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. 
To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the kids' first film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now we're going to be talking with another guest who is the 2012 Kids First Film Critics Search Contest winner, Talia Rashba. And um, again, we're all just going to be talking with her about what it's like to be a Kids First Film Critic and any tips we have to give her. Um, So Talia, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, thank you. Awesome. Um, So... What are you hoping to get from Kids First, and what is the biggest lesson that you want to learn, and what do you want to improve on? Um, Well, there's many things, but I would have to say um, I'm ready to learn, like, um, how to be a better journalist and how to be, how to review movies better, so I'm ready to, like, learn a lot more than I, because I don't know that much already, but yeah, pretty much those two, but a little more, too. Mm-hmm. Is journalism something that you're hoping to pursue when you get a little bit older? Um, possibly. There's many things I want to do. What are some of those things that you like? Um, well, I really love dancing, and um, I really love act. I really love acting and singing. Mm-hmm. I can relate to you on that. I've been acting for as long as I can remember, and it's just definitely yeah. a passion of mine, along with being a film critic. You know, I never imagined myself as being a film critic, and oh, I can't imagine my life without reviewing films every week and, you know, going to movie premieres and things like that. Yeah. Um, so before we talk a little bit more about being a film critic, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and some more of your hobbies? I know you like dancing, but yeah. um, what else do you like to do? Well, acting and singing, and I love hanging out with my friends and um, uh, and with my family and just 
having like a regular life, but then having all the other things that I do. But mm -hmm. it's just really fun. Like dancing is really fun because like my life, I've been doing it for such a long time. And then I go to competitions. So I travel with all of my dance friends and it's really fun. And um, I have a lot of rehearsals, but I love just everything. Yeah, I love art and school and yeah. That's awesome. That sounds so fun. And I can't, you know, wait for you to become more of a film critic and get to review so many films and go to different events. I mean, I remember starting out, it was so mind boggling and so amazing. Yeah. Um. So Blake is also a new film critic. He got accepted as a film critic when you did. And so he's very new, but he's also had a very, very big assignment already. And I know we talked to um Juliana previously, but Blake, would you mind going over that assignment that you had to Talia? Yeah, well, basically, I did this thing called a junket, right? Which is where I went to a movie premiere, which was Journey to the Mysterious Island. And uh, a junket is where you meet the celebrities and interview all of them. And it's just a really fun experience that you can't miss. Like, what you've signed up for is all, all these great things. And I can't express in words how great it was to do all this. And, um, you basically go in and you ask them questions and you learn all this great stuff about being behind the scenes and like meeting stars. And it's just like, you really start starstruck by like the celebrities and it's really fun to talk to them and that they're all, they're all people, you know, yeah. they're different as uh, people say they are. So it's just really interesting to hear uh, each another of one and, and how they act with you. Mm -hmm. And Blake, so, you know, as your first assignment, you got to meet these big name celebrities. And I'm, I can only imagine that you were very nervous. I mean, for one of my assignments, being able to meet a celebrity for the first time in person, I remember being so absolutely nervous and thinking like, oh my gosh, like I'm, I'm interviewing someone that's like way better than me and all this stuff. And like, how am I supposed to talk to them? And then I'm like, oh wait, no, these people are like almost the same age as me and they're just people. And like, it was such a fantastic experience. Um, so Blake, are there any tips of interviewing celebrities for the first time that you can give to Talia? Uh, definitely don't be shy. That's one thing. Just put yourself out there and like, just talk with them. Listen, listen to what they're saying and respond with, you know, a question. Cause then they feel really into your conversation with them. And it, it doesn't really feel like an interview anymore, more like an actual conversation. So that's one tip I can share with you. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Gabby, do you have any other tips about interviewing celebrities and also what is the best thing to put into a review and what are the best aspects to add when you're reviewing a film? Yeah, I agree with Blake. I think one of the best things you can do is pretend that you're just having a conversation with the actors. And I also think that um, when you're interviewing a person, you should really think about what their role was in the movie and ask them what their experience was like and really get to try to know um, how they were in the movie and what they like to do. And just as Blake said, pretend that you're talking to the person like they're your friends. And when reviewing a movie, I think one of the most important aspects you should include is like what, um, who you would recommend it to, what are the main themes, a brief plot, but not too much plot synopsis. And I think you should include some things that you find interesting as well. Absolutely. 
You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devani, and today we are talking with Talia Rashba about being a new Kids First 2012 film critic. So right now we're just telling her a little bit about what the best things to add into a film review is and, you know, what are the best um, things to talk about when you're uh, interviewing a celebrity and how to be and, you know, just be easygoing and friendly and not shy because when you talk to them just like you're talking to your friends, it really makes the whole experience so much more fun and there's less tension and, you know, nervousness between them. Um, so Makai, I know that me and you, we went to California over the summer and we were on the honey colored carpet for the Winnie the Pooh world premiere. So could you tell Juliana a little bit, I mean, sorry, Talia, a little bit about that and um, what that was like for you to get to talk to the voice of Piglet and so many other celebrities? It was so fun. Oh my gosh. It's like you just saw them on the screen and then you're meeting them, especially when they're, um, when it's an animated film, you're meeting the voice. It's like you just saw um, Piglet over there, for example, and then you're seeing Piglet again, but it's like he's in a different form or something and he has the same voice. It's very cool. I think the best thing to do is I don't think. If I were a celebrity, I'd like people freaking out at me all the time. Like, oh, my God, I'm asking you all these questions. Um, It's good to just act calm and just, like, it's okay to act excited. Just act calm and pretend like they're normal, too, though, so they feel more comfortable around you and they can answer more of your questions easily. Mm-hmm. Another thing that's great about Kids First is it teaches you how to be professional and, you know, go in being professional and talk to them. But you're also a kid, you know, you're not some e-reporter who's going and interviewing a celebrity. So it's a good balance between professional and also sticking with being a kid and, you know, being true to yourself, which I think is fantastic. And um, to elaborate on what we did in California, there was a boot camp, which was very fun. And to start off that, we went to the honey-colored carpet. And um, so what we did is we talked to the celebrities while they were walking down the honey-colored carpet to go into the theater at the Walt Disney Studios. And it was amazing to be there. I mean, it's absolutely beautiful. So cool to see how they make all of these Disney films and shows and ABC things. So quickly before we're over, um, Talia, do you have anything else to add about yourself or any quick questions you have for us? Um, I'm just, nothing really. I just think I'm really excited to um, have this amazing experience. And through some of the experience I've had with um, show business, uh, this is probably topping that a lot. So Mm -hmm. I can't wait for this amazing opportunity in this whole year. So I'm really excited. Yes, you're definitely going to have such a fantastic experience and such a wonderful journey. We're all very excited for you and good luck. I'm also Blake. Good luck. You know, you're just starting as well. It was awesome to have you on the show with us. Yes. And um, Gabby and Mackay, thanks for welcoming our new film critics and talking with me again. No problem. (laughs) All right. Well, Talia, thank you so much for being with us. And like I said before, good luck and you're going to have so much fun. Thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. You can experience more Kids First fun, watch our film reviews, and see your favorite up-and-coming critics by going to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm Raven Devaney signing out, and you're listening to Voice America Kids.
thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week.